Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. <laughs> too afraid to ask? Too lazy to Google? Welcome to No Idea Yet. I'm today's host, Johnny. Welcome, Freddie. Hello. And <laughs> Alistair. Hello there. To the show. Join us on a journey to find out how little we know. First, we'll discuss a topic we may or may not think we know. Then we'll go away for a week to research. We'll discuss the findings, hopefully learn something along the way. And hopefully you will too. So they don't know the topic this week. And this week's topic is luxury. Ooh. Mmm. I mm. titles. Luxury. So I've written a list of things. Um, <laughs> what that luxury is? <laughs> this no, is the list says car. <laughs> I've, I've written down a list of different ways of how you can say the word definition of luxury. Um, no, it's not like what's the de- come on, guys? What's the definition of luxury? You've robbed us. You've already got it. No, You've written actually, down no. fifteen definitions, sorry, or fifteen ways you no, can I, define. No, I was going to say what? <laughs> no, he's, he's really dyslexic. It's fifteen spellings. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the definition of luxury? Uh, Alistair first. I'd say it springs to mind things of like a pampered nature or sort of, you know, very kind of the opposite of harsh and hard. It's kind of, it's like the mm. the bougie kind of, the nice stuff. I, when you say bougie, I think bourgeoisie. And I, I don't know if that's the... That's Different approaches. That's, that's, that's where it comes from, isn't it? No about. way. Is it? Well, oh, the bourgeoisie is like the, it's the British proletariat, right? You've got the proletariat, the kind of the working class of bourgeoisie. So that's where, when people say I bougie, think, that's where it comes from, definitely, I'm sure. Okay, oh, I'm going to try and write down bourgeoisie and I have... No, it's, it's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. But no, oh, I was thinking of Bohemian. Uh, <laughs> no, if you, like, maybe I think maybe it's, it's a fairly new word in, in terms of people using. It, but like, if, like you could talk like, well, when I'm describing our grandma's where she lives now, it's very much like a bougie student flat, right? It's just because she lives in this kind of retirement palace. <laughs> if you like, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's not an old people's home, but it's just kind of like a, it's, like I said, it's a, it's a very fancy student flat, basically. Um, Freddie, when you think the word luxury, um, what is your definition? I mean, I'm going to be all hashtag woke about it, and I'm pretty sure it's just something you can live without. Oh, yeah, th- th- when I thought of it, I was like, is it just something that's not essential? Luxury item? Mm. Yeah, it, No, I like yours. Soft <laughs> things. <laughs> Soft <laughs> things are nice and I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks around the house mug not luxury <laughs> bed luxury <laughs> toilet paper luxury <laughs> um, oh, I, well actually thinking that there's there's a um, a greek philosopher i can't remember his name and it was he tried to live like the opposite of it the most basic diogenes dionysus yeah so the d and the only thing he had was like a bowl for drinking water and then he saw a kid drink with his hands from the fountain and it was like I've been living a life, threw the bowl away, and then it was like had nothing of possession because that was the cup was a luxury. Um, but yeah, so the, the things I wrote down for like different thoughts of first is like luxury items. So then it's luxury lifestyle, what that includes. Then it's first world, then behaviors because you know sometimes you're talking about luxuries like voting or you know anything like that. You know, it, it's horrible, but that's why is it only <laughs> afforded to some of us in a certain things. You know what I mean? And then class system, and then also an idea of like jealousy culture of kind of everyone wants it, but 
doesn't like seeing. Well, okay, we've got so much to talk about. I mean, slow down. Don't don't tell us all your notes. I mean, you're right though. Um, in some cultures, like certain things are luxury that aren't in others, right? Yeah, um, I think that's I mad. Mean, the idea. I'm literally drinking clean water right now. Shit, it's completely <laughs> relative, of course. It is, you know, like. Yeah. So you, know, you like, the well, first thing to say is like, you know, items and lifestyle. And I guess you could say like the the culture, if you know what I mean. So like, that's you saying it's relative. You know, oh, like what 100%. is a luxury? I guess anything non-essential you could say is anything that isn't shelter, hmm. food, water, and anything else is a luxury. I guess. I feel like. Um, yeah, one of the things that for me is like luxury brands, right? So it's sort of the idea of things that are like just designed to be more expensive and just in some way superior, but probably not really on the face of it. Like it's all a bit superficial. Ooh. Yeah, no, but like what you're saying, I really like that things because there's luxury brands and then there's brands that you know are just good quality and that doesn't mean they don't necessarily, they have a Venn diagram that crosses over, but they're not, it's not interchangeable, right? Like if, a, go back to mugs, because there's one in front of me, if a mug company makes a really darn good mug, <laughs> Doesn't like it's perfect, flawless. Goes in the microwave, can be washed in dishwasher. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make it luxury because it does all the things it does. Mm. But then you have like a Louis Vuitton handbag that actually might fall apart if it's not made particularly well, and yet that's luxury because it's got the brand name. Basically, the cross between luxury and quality is not necessarily there. Yeah, but it, but it and price as well. Yeah. Well, also, I guess one thing I may have confused with doing it of like is an affording. Do you like saving your dictatorship? you can't afford the luxury of voting doesn't mean it's not essential but it means that it's effectively become do, do you know what i mean by that, that i think that's when you get to the whole thing about yeah, luxury being being relative to like yeah to it's, it's guess, something that people would view as being better than what they have currently or or, mm. or as, yeah, yeah, as being superfluous like, as, as as really says my situation is so bad that i can't afford the extra luxury of having to do this do you know like if you're in a war-torn country you know like even finding a life partner may be difficult to do and you're just a case of i just need to find food for the next day hmm. like, i guess it comes in stages doesn't it of you know how free you are to do what you want to do yeah. then i think that's the, well, the flip side of that coin would be kind of like the whole where are our luxuries you know luxuries in, in the modern world and how are they corrupting us and everything so yeah and that goes on to like the making us soft thing, like, first world soft things you know lifestyle and i remember it was a thing for like why we have fashion and things like that because you know why things go out of fashion you know and it's i think originally so it's like renaissance or something like that um, or maybe georgian i france somewhere i remember hearing a thing of being like the reason why fashion's changed is because how if you're really wealthy how can you show that you're wealthy and it's a case of buying things yeah but what happens if you fully cut out your mansion and it's perfect in 20 years yeah but how do you show to somebody else you're still rich in a case of, oh, you change everything? NFTs. <laughs> yeah, how do you change <laughs> NFTs? What? NFTs, I'll say. The new, there were. <laughs> new Forest Trust? <laughs> They're the non fungible tokens. They're the, the things that people are buying. Like the, the art industry thing that's like crypto related art industry. Oh, he's, oh. he's got one of the oh, crypto he's tangent. gone. Oh, Jai, he's trying to get it back to the This is episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, go on. Well, but, something yeah. that. Hold on. And I was just saying, of like that thing of that luxury of being like you changing your house to make it look nicer. Like it's still fully functional. It's just a case of you changing the skin to show that you have money to change it. Um, and that was a thing change of like aristocracy. Mm. Okay, so I got. I pose a question to you. What's the time scale of luxury? Right, like if you're having a really bad day, 
and you don't what well, you don't have the luxury to go to the coffee shop you normally go to or is it if you've just lost your job so that month you haven't got luxury or is it like a life thing if you if you have a life that allows you to have luxurious things what's the kind of time scale of luxury or is it mm. all of them because sometimes the luxury can be day to day do you know saying like you know if you just need to find a place you know if you're in the the arctic and you're like i just need to find somewhere to be warm you know like it's just of that instance whereas yeah I, no wait here we go is that luxury <laughs> that's survival <laughs> but yeah, i think that's too small you've gone too doubt it's then we, say, i can't yeah. afford that luxury and it's usually it's something which is essential and it is part of our everyday life but it's, it's that phrase isn't it i can't afford the luxury yeah, but I think that's just a phrase I, that people I throw out. Bogged down in the linguistics of it, now, like, rather than yeah. 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 Just... I think like the the lowest point for me anyway is just if something you can live without. That's the lowest point. But we don't really use that in our day to day. Like, yes, I can live without toilet roll, but I'm not calling it a luxury. It's like a thing that I genuinely need. I get it. That, that comes back to how quickly we get used to things that we are uh, we sort of you know yeah like have that and then just. Sort of you know quick start off as a luxury but then very quickly this becomes something that's like part of our life and then oh so yeah, I, think that, I think that's how you kind of get down this slope of very kind of you know i don't know was it one of you that was telling me about how i was talking to someone i thought it was with you guys how in a job like people are more well people work harder in their job if you give them something like you know free coffee at in the in the workroom rather than actually increasing their pay by one percent that would cover the cost of that coffee right that yeah that they even though they work better that the person i was talking to or talking about this said yes but you can never take it away ever because mm-hmm. if you they've got used to it if you take it away you are robbing them <laughs> like you, and that, yeah. that luxury then like you're saying becomes the norm and you've got to layer on top of that and on top of that and i guess so self, you just realize you just yeah yeah i would just i think but Tight, tight around in a nice little bow is that like something that's important in our lives if we can do it is to take a step back and realize what we have but i mean who really has the time for that eh? i gotta get my <laughs> give you a <like> chocolate <laughs> well because I, I think they've changed like the definition of poverty in the uk or something like that I, I, I can't remember exactly maybe it's something like having access to a tv or the internet or something like that effectively being like what we consider to be you know like essential because i guess well, that's the thing that you terminology of like, you know, can't afford the luxury of being like our terminology for what is essential or not essential. Survivalist is just a case of shelter, food, water that's, and warmth, isn't it? Whereas now, as you go into the first world, you know, you know, you don't need the night, you know, night trainers, but you do need shoes. And, you know, survivors to be like, Ooh. no, you don't need shoes. anymore. You don't need shoes. You know, like the, the philosopher guy. So I guess like you said, Alistair, about your mobile phone mm-hmm. in the mobile phone episode. Yeah. Did, yeah. So it's, I guess... We're not going to tell you, you're going to have to go listen to the whole episode (laughs) of us listening to this. (laughs) So I guess, what do we class as essential? And I I think, like, that surely comes down to what, you know, like... So essential essential for comfortable integration in the society that you live in. How does that sound? I like that, actually. That's a good definition. Are we getting some idea in in the first half of an episode? That's not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Sit sit down. (laughs) Calm it down, guys. Calm it down, yeah. I like that. Thing of, of like, um, without, I guess it's more of a, like a, a philosophical tangent. Is, is that idea of like a, almost like a, I guess consumerism and like a jealousy culture of a case of, uh, someone has this and you want it and like you know like previously you, you change around your house you know, although you don't need it's not essential, you know you, it's just not falling apart. You just want to make it look nicer, obviously to I guess 
if you boil it down, it could be in the same way an animal. I was thinking like birds make their nest look pretty to attract a mate. It's kind of to show off to something else, isn't it? I'm not saying they were all birds, but you know. Don't you think anyway. birds are a luxury? <laughs> <laughs> so like, what's, what's the reason for luxury? Is it for ourselves or is it for others? Oh, the purpose of luxury. Hang on, I'm going to write that down mm, for, for research. So I've actually, yeah, I guess for, for the for myself, I'm going to look at what the bourgeoisie means. Um, but for questions, I'm not saying cutting it short now, but do you like to write down? So just what I've got in my head is the different levels of luxury, I guess. So what is clusters? luxury and what is essential and then what is the purpose of luxury because can animals have luxurious lives and do you want just just to clarify do you want us to get the definition of luxury just um, um obviously i don't really think you need to say anymore that you get the definition of luxury um i really hope that's johnny's episode so we are... definition um 80 percent of your research should be the first thing that comes on wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the number one user of dictionary.com. <laughs> I reckon as a um, the whole year, like, I, I think the, the movements towards like minimalism and things that are kind of like pushing against this ooh, idea of ooh, everything ooh, we need ooh. in our lives. We should definitely talk about that in the next half. But the research is that like in order to be able to be minimalists is a luxury. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that actually. Yeah, because because I guess as well, you know, sometimes. Do you know, not hoarders, but you know, it's a case of being like you can't afford to lose anything. So you're like, I need to keep everything just in case. Whereas you know, when your house is empty of everything, and it's kind of like, oh, it's because I don't need it. Because if I need something, I can just go get it. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you've got loads of storage. This will this be quite interesting. Yeah. So for for next week's episode, I'll be recording the first the first episode. Hopefully, I'll be recording in my new place, and therefore <gasps> I'll have I'll go from having quite a lot of stuff here, and then just like go back to basics, and you know. Have a, have a very similar vibe with that, so that's actually it's very well timed um, episode choice, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, how's your spare room? Is it, if you have one, does it is it filled with crap? Are you in it now? It, it, I'm in my spare room. It is <laughs> filled with crap in the sense that I've got like a an IKEA unit full of stuff, but it's not like on the floor. If you know what I mean. As when I lived in Chester, there was a room that was just only full of crap. You couldn't use the room. <laughs> the for crap room is not the toilet. It's also, yeah. <laughs> Designated crap room. It's the garage now, though. I mean, the garage has got loads of. Well, I guess as well, is sent are sentimental items a luxury? Do you need them to survive? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Well, very interesting topic, Jonathan. Very interesting. Yeah. I, like um, I guess as well, part of it, like the different levels of luxury, also looks into class system, isn't it? You know, mm. of what someone classifies as a luxury. You know, one thing could be. You, you know, like oh, it's from a film. So do you know, like we're the Millers, and it's kind of like one of the people he finds is a girl who's homeless, but she still has an iPhone. It's like, how do you have an iPhone? You're homeless. And the idea that, like, in our society, you know, is a phone even a luxury anymore, or is it actually an essential item? Yeah, I go back to what I like Freddie's point about it. Yeah, sort of to live comfortably in the, or to live mm. to even get by in in the society in which you're in. It's obviously going to be very relative. So yeah, I like yeah. that. A lot, yeah. I think that's it really i think we've kind of covered a lot of it so going through luxury items lifestyle first world classic i think the behaviors part i was really thinking do you know like of when you see in like a like a dad there's a picture of a it's in like a blown up building and there's a dad with a bath washing his kids and it's like everything is chaos around him yet the thing that was most important is obviously just 
you still have to live your life whereas i guess it's the difference between like you know the living a life of luxury in i guess the uk is a, a luxury country if you know what i mean compared to another one as you go to like first world second world third world you know and it's yeah there's so much we take for granted which you know we look at as oh is a phone even a luxury or is that actually essential in our society whereas you literally go like you know get on a plane somewhere else and suddenly you're in a place where people can't be who they want to be they can't do what they want to do like everything free healthcare damn it yeah everything's you know as i was saying like it, it becomes it's not fair because it ends up becoming an essential it's not essential so therefore it's a luxury you know the fact they've like for voting for people or like being who they want to be like they're not allowed to be that person or do what they want to do and it, it because it's not essential to mm. wherever they're living it is that sort of survival it's, it's, it's that sort of the, the life problems versus money problems right and how everyone has both but if you if you solve your money problems then you can focus on the rest of your life problems i think that's a well, basically yeah. plagiarized from a casey nice time video that but uh, he, he, he's looking a lot better than that but yeah no that's, that's i think that he's a millionaire yeah exactly he's, he's a he's but he, he just talks about like yeah basically being rich versus being born I, I think as well i guess so much of our problems are actually you say like you know money can't buy happiness but so much of our world revolves around money that mm. it ends up being not a source of happiness, but it, it allows you to do all the things you want to do. Yeah, you know, suddenly exactly. like, you don't have to work a really bad job because you're really rich. It's a case of, ah, oh, that will make me happy because I don't have to do the thing that makes me really unhappy. Um, no, I, I'm really on that. I'm excited to to research some of these things and talk about them later because I've got a lot to go off. I just want to check myself before I mm. wreck myself. Yeah. So yeah. So the things like uh, luxury items, luxury lifestyle. The luxuries in, I guess, looking at the different like first, second, third world luxury behaviors, which is like a, an odd one, because I guess as well for like we get in the, the idea of like a woke culture, if you know what I mean, and that is, you know, that you never before you able to do that. It was only because of the internet that you were able to have a voice, be able to actually talk freely and be who you want to be, rather than having to live to a certain set of examples within the the smaller area that you currently live in. Yeah. I love that um, you said that quite a few times really, the thing about being who you want to be and that that self pursuit of happiness kind of thing. That's quite yeah. a very Western idea, but it is a very it's very it is very much a luxury and it's something that we very quickly take for granted. Yeah. Again Western, yeah, Eastern Western. And you can't take it away without yeah. horrible repercussions yeah. if you've had it before. Exactly. Mm. So I guess yeah it's also like Oh relative. Other things with levels of luxury, um, what's classed as yeah, definitely one thing is what's classed as poverty because I, I feel that would be when you're not able to fulfill the essentials. And for the great, I'm assuming completely off the bat quote by you, Freddie, about saying for it's you being able to integrate into a society. I'm gonna, I'm gonna record it, I'm gonna write it down, uh, and then yeah, I can't even remember what I said. I know, and yeah, what's the purpose of luxury? Yeah, mm, like a dog. Like dog it. is a luxury in the UK, but maybe if you're in a hunter society, it is not a luxury. It is essential. The pet insurance is probably like a lot cheaper by then. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my guess as to why it was. Animal <laughs> welfare episode three. <laughs> <laughs> was it episode four? four. Right. So I think is it a catastrophe there? I think. That's I think gonna I'm be... a, yeah. So I think I'll wrap up for this half of the show. <laughs> I love it's like, whenever you do the intro or the outro your brain does but you can just see your brain leave your head when you're looking at your face it's just like <laughs> just the connection just, it's quite, quite funny. we'll see you in a week you'll see us in a couple of seconds thanks
Not even thanks for listening, because you're going to be listening to me in a couple of seconds. That's just it. I'm going to end it there. Episode 15. Let's go. You did some such smooth ones. Right, uh, I like <sighs> you. <laughs> what was that that really? sounded amazing. Are you recording, by the way? Yeah, definitely recording. <laughs> this is going in the in the intro. Hundred yeah, percent. All right, I'd like I'd like you to welcome us back, uh, but not you, listeners, because you haven't been anywhere, whereas we have. Um, so we're coming back to the topic of luxury. I hope everyone's had fun with it. Um, first off, it's the the greatest part of the, any kind of show, and it's the definition part of the show. And this is probably the first time where I think we've actually been. I, I think usually we'll we'll try to come up with a definition, and then we kind of agree on it, and we're like, yeah, we think this is it, and then we kind of just assume that's the definition from there on out. And this one, and I think what we said was is a case of it's something which is not a necessity. So you know what, how whatever that entails, but the definition itself was a state of great comfort or elegance, especially when involving great expense. So it wasn't a case of something being non-essential. Phrase put his hand up. I do have other definitions I found. There are three other examples Good. of how you used them. Good. First one, lived in luxury. A condition of abundance or great ease and comfort. A sumptuous environment. Uh, other one Ooh. is one of life's luxuries. Something adding to pleasure or comfort, but not absolutely necessary. And then... An example would be, uh, uh, you've got the luxury of rejecting a handful of job offers and indulgence in something that provides pleasure, satisfaction, or ease. So those are rejecting job offers definitely gives me pleasure and ease that I've never ever experienced. (laughs) (laughs) The ease of. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, But yes, so like, I'm sure we all research on different areas. Me personally, I went on to more of like the poverty side, um, but I'll hand over to first, Freddie. What did you? What's some research that you took away with you? I just wanted to talk about your definition thing because I wanted yeah, to first of all agree and say, man, isn't it mad that I was totally on the track of like luxury is just something that you don't need, and then end up finding out all this stuff about people kind of tearing down luxury as kind of an interesting social thing where it's like actually. It's not too much about not needing it. It's more about a weird balance between something that's expensive, but not rare, but is great and people want it. And a lot of it came into the economics. So I was just going to say that the economics definition of luxury, ooh, I can hear everyone like edge of their seats with excitement of the economics definition of luxury is a good for which demand increases more than the income rise, i.e. like fewer and fewer people can afford it because income doesn't rise enough for many people to get it. And the opposite of that is necessity goods, where apparently like the demand is um, always lower than the income rising, or the demand rise exists too, but you can always afford it. Mm. Very strange because I kind of never thought about it in that terms. I mean, I think that at work, it constantly, all our suppliers are saying, oh yeah, we're just going to have an increase. I'm like, oh, somebody's saying, the raw materials for steel have gone up by 400%, so some of our items are going up by 25%. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, <laughs> mad that 
just the well, percentage increase they're having. That's something that actually popped up really because it was like, um, like luxury items are actually okay in, in some ways. Well, I found kind of a, a product that is seen as good quality, but also kind of expensive, but also kind of like just that bit different or better that you kind of want it. But the thing is, it's actually totally like in your head because if, yes. for example, like my company decides that it needs to get, uh, we, we need, like you're saying, we need steel for this and the steel price has gone up. There's no luxury steel. <laughs> like even though there's better quality steel, it's not like, oh, what steel shall we use for the beams that we need here? Oh, we'll use that luxury, that fine ass luxury brand <laughs> of steel. No, you just have the good quality steel and the low quality steel, good quality costs more. So luxury is totally like... Yeah, it's, a good, it's conceptual, and they have to, and brands have to work to keep that concept alive. Yeah. But I think I saw this thing about you know, did you see the um, it was in the news not too long ago about the the wheels for the Apple Mac. You know, you can spend oh, ridiculous money on the Mac. Days. The yeah. wheels were like nine hundred ninety nine pounds or something, or you know, was, something like no, that. No, it was the stand. It was the stand. The stand was nine hundred. I think the wheels. wheels like Two hundred or something. Yeah, it was something yeah. stupid, but but they had to do that, that to kind of keep this vision of of luxury. Because Apple's done this crazy thing. If you think about with like, they've got incredibly. A luxury idea of their brand but actually the, the materials they use to make it are actually quite cheap like oh, and everyone has one <laughs> exactly so it's, so it's almost like you're trying to it, do you like how like, credit card companies will try giving you more of a loan regardless like oh cool you've been here so long how about here's some more money like an extra two grand or like we'll double the amount of loan and it's like that's not really the best thing to do and the same with apple because people will just pay through the nose to get apple products even if they can't afford them so putting like a computer stand at a thousand pounds they'll be like yeah i really need that um, I, think, I, I don't think I think they are just to try and keep it with that luxury idea like if you've got yeah. like you know like whereas obviously they don't actually expect to sell that many of those but, they, but and, and it gets obviously the memes and everything going which mm. is I guess that does tie it to not needing it, it but wanting it but still yeah Apple with the uh, yeah with their luxury luxuriness is, is quite, an, quite a unique case and obviously like Ferrari is mm. a luxury brand but very expensive and you know high quality and everything one thing I, I learned today bring it all back to my work uh, is Underfloor heating. So I was like, "Oh, I know we, I know we." Oh two God, I always wanted that. Amber and Devi, and then I looked into it. I was like, "Oh, it's actually from the same company." I didn't realize that it's just two kind of two products that they sell from one place. Um, and then looked into it. And I was like, oh, "Okay, so one you've got the Amber, which is it seems like the not the base model, but one version, and then there's the Devi, which seems like the more premium." And then I was like, "What's the difference?" Because I think one's got twelve year warranty, one's got twenty year warranty, and it's about like a sixty quid difference for like a pack or whatever. Um, they said, yeah, it is the exact same item that you get in the box. You're just getting a better warranty. That's the only thing. So, like, that extra 60 quid, you're just paying for an extra eight years. And it's the same with, like, the thermostats. They just chuck on an extra, like, 50 quid per thermostat. They do the exact same thing. It's just mm-hmm. one looks a little bit different. And they're literally just... And one has, like, an extra three years warranty or something. And so it's definitely just... You are the exact same product, a different box, and the idea that it's better, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, it's funny with underfloor heating, if you're actually building a house from, if you're installing it in a house, it's very difficult, I think, because you've got, especially if you've got concrete floors, obviously you have to dig them up. That's really difficult. Oh, yeah. But if you're like building a house from the ground up, it's actually really easy to do. You just get the, it's just obviously pipe wound in between sort of like upside down eggshell looking, like egg boxes. It looks like a load of loads of egg boxes mm. all upside down. And then the so pipe just weaves through them. Because I installed one of in a house um, there's, when I was a teenager. There's central heating underfloor and then there's also electric. So one is where you, it's like your radiators. So that'd be as you build a house. There's no point trying to retrofit them because it's just yeah, you've got to dig up the floor, put pipes mm-hmm. in, as a big faff. 
whereas the other one was electric mats. And so it's a case of it's just mm. electric wires and they just heat up. That's all it is. You're just passing your... I've seen that cool wire. gif on the internet. Oh, where it like shows how it gets laid and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of easy looking. Yeah. So yeah, all you do is just, just lay a mat, yeah. then you just tile over. That's how electric blankets work, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird the thought. Why don't you just save the effort? Get some electric socks. Mm, Makes you go fast. (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Totally, exactly the same experience of (laughs) the lovely luxury of underfloor heating. Just wear thicker socks with (laughs) special heated socks. Turn the heating on or put on a jumper. I mean, come on. All right, my mum. (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely. I would be like, I'm cold. I mean, not wearing socks though. I mean, come on. As soon as I put socks on, I'm a good five degrees warmer. Yeah, it's always before you do anything. You see, put socks on. Like... Thanks for that, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. put, if you're cold, if you're at home, even if you got a jumper on, if you don't have socks, that's that's the problem. They're little like, heat loss, right? Yeah. So basically, Johnny's like, you can only put the heated on once you have a hat, gloves, socks, a scarf, <laughs> and at least two jumpers on. Then you can touch the thermostat. Johnny, your kid is totally going to be one of those kids who walks to school in, in, sh- in his shorts in like, the winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to wear shorts all the time. My, my mate, Simon, I don't think he ever actually wore trousers to school. I think <laughs> all year round, he would just wear shorts. Uh, it's always like it's, it's always the one kid. Yeah. So bringing that round to like luxury clothing, did you guys look anything into clothing? <sighs> yes, I am. Um, as we swap posts, luxury shorts. <laughs> you know, I, I did because there's a thing which I remember about um, uh, luxury being related to social status and class, and clothing used to be a measure of in. It wasn't didn't used to be a measure of individuality as it is now. So you know, as well as you know, you're trying to show off with certain clothes, like especially the designer ones. It's also a case of you being unique and whatever. But previously, it used to be a social standing, um, even to a point where you weren't allowed to wear clothing if you weren't in in the right class. So it was in Europe in the Middle Ages, they had laws on it until the second half of the 18th century. But throughout culture and culture and different areas you just had it of a case of you are or you aren't allowed to wear certain clothing and effectively it becomes a luxury of being able to afford certain things and being a state symbol i mean you look at north korea haircuts <laughs> oh yeah but yeah no uh why Freddie, did you get anything on yeah you on that one in that, that, that was a seamless <laughs> plug there and north, korea. Um, north korean haircuts you know history of north korea. <laughs> i have heard that mainly just that um it was a french and italian business model that you try and make a product that seems so quality, so so su- of such good quality, but yet at interesting, like kind of a rarity kind of sense that it asks for irrational purchasing behaviour. Hmm. <laughs> so like, there's there's no real reason why you need this or why you're asking for it, but you kind of want it. And that's what and it, they're like luxury brand models. And it makes sense of why it's a bit expensive. Like, yeah, but no one else has this. So, you know, I'm not going to charge you the normal amount for clothes. So, come on. It's going to be more expensive, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. people need something brands. to spend their money on, you know? you got to... 100%. But, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? This this book that I was... I only read, I won't like the, like the first chapter of, but whatever, uh, is called um, Lu- The Idea of Luxury, A Conceptual and Historical Investigation by Christopher Berry. Look, I read the first chapter, so I'm pretty, I consider myself an expert now. I've and, written a paper on it because... It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were saying how 
um, expense nor rarity on their on their own standing define luxury. Um, and their first example was funny because they were saying like it's almost a parody of itself. So this isn't actually clothing, but this is on the 31st of December 1987. There was a report on a Lake District hotel that offered a weekend break of um, you. Basically, the idea was, as the Miss Carolyn Graves, the director of the hotel said, is that it's a big spending break for people who work so hard that holidays are a rarity and have to be crammed a full year's worth of pleasure. This includes a return helicopter travel of 200 miles, self-drive or chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royce, hotel's luxury suite with spa bath and sunbathing tower, a case of champagne per person, um, a, a personal chef, um, some souvenirs, a, a plate of truffles, pâté de foie gras, lobster caviar, and grouse. <laughs> and it's just like, like, she was being deadly serious and she's like, you know, the, the people who work so hard, like, they can't, we can't quite have a holiday, so we, we we give them all that in one in one weekend. <laughs> and that takes it, and like the the writer of the book was like, they they they're making fun of themselves pretty much when you get to that point. But like, it is expensive and it is unnecessary, but none of it's like actually individually. It's not like over the top, top, top. It's like it's just it's just stuff that costs money, and then it isn't really that rare because you can get all that if you really wanted to, especially, especially if you're rich. But it's just then someone puts it together in a weird kind of box and says it's luxury by packaging it that way. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I didn't really associate the rarity with luxury as such because obviously, like I say, if, if iPhones are luxury, then <laughs> exactly not. It's not exactly the, the rarity of the world. But no, I think obviously, like I think definitely rarity and expense. Surely they they do do come hand in hand, right? Because but it could, could it know. be that a thing of like it used to be, whereas now everything's so like you know, like companies to make money. I always think being like. A billionaire is like, oh, what's going to be the absolute best thing you can get? Well, it used to be the best thing money can buy is getting a particular person to make the best possible thing, put loads of time and effort in, which Joe Bloggs isn't going to do because it's not mass produced. Whereas now, it doesn't make sense for any company to only target the billionaires, unless you're a car company or whatever. But, you know, like iPhone, to get the best technology, you really want something which is used across the board. Like the military using like Xbox things or whatever, because it's like, it just works better because it's been tried and tested on millions of people. And there's no point, as it was previously, you know, designing for one person. Now it's a case of we want to sell to the masses, not to the individual, because it makes us more money. If you know what I mean. Well, can I can I can I ask both question that this author poses is is luxury at the end of the day a brand speak such as premium or executive. Mm. I'd say one that springs to mind that's different is that again everyone has more of an idea of luxury and it's like the luxury lifestyle like you wouldn't call it like a premium lifestyle right you wouldn't say so I think I don't think it's just a term that the companies have coined I think it's something that has a lot more history and a lot more takes up a lot more sort of you know people have a deeper understanding of it in the way than they do of like premium or you know um, or just words like I say just like jargon that people that companies use to try and sell stuff I guess could you say it's the original jargon though if you don't know I mean I mean, in that sense of doing you know, like what you like for years and years, and years, that is like the key word that's been used for excess effectively. Do you know, it's like luxuries, like, oh, this is a luxury thing, a luxury suite, a luxury yeah. whatever. Which, yeah, the other ones are just imitated. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, I do agree, actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll go into it, uh, Alistair, for what's some research which you've been looking up to because I know I had um, a few questions so, and things. 
We're on some tangents here, guys. I've uh, there was something um, interesting with sort of like the how it's all relative. Obviously, there was this thing about and how, how things kind of go in full circle, which is kind of funny. It was when Napoleon um, was like sort of treating, or sorry, when he was like he was showing off. He, he had some dinner, and um, to sort of show how rich he was and everything at the time, how powerful he was, he gave the sort of the most important people aluminium plates. Which I thought was quite because because obviously at the time that was super you know effectively tin foil plates, <laughs> but obviously at the time that was like the hardest cool. thing to do because it was so difficult to make back then you couldn't make it in the way that we do now. So yeah, I guess it's kind of obviously it's all relative like that. So it's just kind of kind of funny. Um, there was a thing, this study about these um, it was like advertising in China and about whether they used how they use foreigners in luxury brands and things. That was kind of interesting. Like again, their kind of attitudes towards that. This is um. From like 2018, but yeah, so the sort of you know the kind of point to was the fact that they do try, you know, they use foreigners as a kind of status symbol. Again, it's all, it's all, it's all, it, it all ties back, I think, to how it's all about perception, right? Because nothing is inherently, you know, I suppose it added side comfort. But in terms of the luxury brands that are just luxury for the for the brand for the for the logo, it is all just completely in your in your mind. You're like, it's not actually any better than something else. So I think I guess that comes comes where if I was gonna spend any money on something like that which I, I don't really but if i was gonna <laughs> if I, was, if, I mean like luxury clothes and stuff it's not it's not really a, not my cup of tea but if you're paying for quality then i think there's more more sort of you know reason behind it than yeah because i think you if you're like just you paying f- for a brand it's kind of a bit i don't know i think it's a little bit yeah same with well, like no, like it made you happy shoes. you can go for it but yeah because like nice shoes yeah good quality shoe but the reason a lot of people buy them isn't for the quality it's for you know the, the newest like <laughs> i don't even know shoes Airs, <laughs> the word air and Nike. Um, it's it. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's for the newest thing, the newest style. It's not because of the quality. Like people, I mean, sometimes, especially with trainers, or like people don't even wear them; they just collect them. So it becomes less about the actual. As you're saying, like it's not prioritizing even quality necessarily, mm. just the actual. I think there's also there's a huge like. amount of brand loyalty there as well, right? Mm. Massively. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think yeah. all that stuff. Genius. When, when was, the whole thing about like taking an E and everything, and Nike standing up to that and doing that. I've I've been quite a fan of like ever since then actually. Yeah. So yeah, but no, like it is. It, it, your perception of brands is obviously that that's the most important thing to a brand. That's why they're, mm. you know, it, brands put so much into like figuring out how to make a cult <laughs> without <laughs> making it a cult. I mean, I I do always like do you know I saw something of it was for like a women's sport or something like that, and it was very like an empowering advert. And I was like, oh, it's really good. But and then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking. They're, it is good and it is really empowering. I think they're making a really good point. But also in the back of your head, you're like, is it just somebody who's like, oh yeah, sweet, let's just target this target target audience and then we'll just hammer it with ads, which make it feel empowered and buy our product. So I, I think it's that kind of thing. It's it's good because you're putting that message out, but it's also like on the back of it, they're cashing in on it, if you know what I mean. So the same with like Nike. They're like, cool, if we, if we bend the knee now, then we can probably make a load of sales. You know, you you never know where they're coming from. I mean, it's a either scratch back kind of thing, or they're just using it. You're like, oh, cool, we don't care, we just want money. Or is it a case of no, we support this, also we get money. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm. Um, one thing I looked into was I was listening to TED Talk, well, podcast, and it was a. So previously I mentioned about like you know you can't afford the luxury, and it was looking to the idea of like you know how in different classes of what we describe as different luxuries like somebody in a you know who's poorer may find something a luxury which others would find just standard if you know what I mean like a phone um and this one was saying it's a study in America of a thousand kids and adolescents who are just randomly chosen of different social standing 
no, no, it wasn't even like that. What they want to do is the surface area of your cerebral cortex, so the thin wrinkly layer of your brain, is associated with higher higher intelligence. <laughs> Association, though, bear in mind, so it's a case of its correlation. Um, and they found that family income has a correlation to surface area, effectively meaning that on average, you'd find that somebody who's got a higher family income as a child will have more surface area and therefore averaging a higher intelligence. So it's a correlation. Oh, that is a, there's a, a, a lot right there, there to talk yeah. about. But so like, I mean, on average, children from lower income families will have lower language skills as well as the ability to avoid distraction and exert self-control. So those are the main things they found from it. And it's saying we're all born the same brain-wise and it doesn't make a difference for your age, your sex, your ethnicity or your race. The one thing that affected it was money, effectively. And I think it goes into a bit of like the reasons of why it affects it. And again, they said like it's not a rule. As with heights with kids, you know, you assume a boy may be taller than a girl, but you know there'll be tall girls and stuff like that. So it is, you know, you, you can't make that as a one rule thing. It's they're very like clear on making it. No, it doesn't mean if you. Sorry, they made these crazy sweeping statements, and then they were like, <laughs> oh, it's not actually, it's not actually, yeah, it's not But it's more, more of a general kind of, you know, like. Yeah, well, no, like, like money is the so, only determining factor in intelligence, but you know, not really. Like, <laughs> no, it was because it, was, it wasn't crazy. Yeah, the the main things for there was because it's still it's brain stuff, so they're kind of like they're finding links where they can. So the biggest thing was it's language skills and ability to avoid distraction, exert self control, and they also find with like some IQ Q tests that would also correlate to it. So again, okay, and this was in America. Stuff. Yeah, in the US, it's um, just like this is one of the richest nations on the planet where even the people at the bottom of the chain should probably be pretty much in the 1% of the world anyway. And this is like, if this is true, which I'm really taking a maybe a two handfuls of salt in here, we'll see. Like, the, 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 the food ability to get hold of food and, like, um, less stress that comes with having comfortable wages and stuff, like, I mean, you should still not be affected, surely. Yeah, well, this is the thing. The possible reasons for wealth to affect brain structure would be healthcare, nutrition, stress, secondhand smoke, the possibility of lead, discrimination, teaching, human interaction. So again, like, you know, usually if you've come from, you may have it of, say if lower income, you may have to work two or three jobs just to afford rent kind of thing, then you're not going to have as much time spent with your child, whereas somebody who's got more money, they've got more time spent with the child. You know, it's something like, a kid may have up to like 30 million different words something they'll just like hear around them but you can bet somebody who doesn't have the same interaction with the parents because they're too busy at work they're not going to have that same kind of influx so it's more of a case of it's not that money affects it it's just that lifestyle choices really and it really and that with lifestyle comes you know, it's yeah it's affected yeah. by that so i'm not i sorry i was just quickly Fred, I'm, not, I'm not convinced probably that the, the the poorest people in America are the top one percent in the world. No, definitely. So I, like, I feel like homeless people in America would probably be that'd be pretty bad. I feel like no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying the richest country in the world should have even the poorest of them in the one percent. Oh, oh, obviously they don't. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, obviously they don't. I'm just yeah, saying. I thought you said they don't. Yes, I thought you were saying that. Oh, maybe. Oh, we can go back and check, but that's what I meant. Like, yes. It's you have horrible disparity there. Yeah, it's it just should, that it's so bad. They should be at yeah. the top because of like the the GDP of the country, but they're not. Yeah. Part of the study is. Well, I, do, I, I don't feel like it's thirty million. Sorry, just pick a oh, pot yeah. with you guys the same rather. But I don't know. But I don't, I don't think it's thirty million worse. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Might be 30 million words total, but I don't think it's 30 million different words. <laughs> Obviously, it's not 30 million different words. The, the English language only has 4 million. Oh, yeah, 30, yeah anyway. 30 million. It was something like, I can't remember because I remember reading it. I can't remember. I think it's like 30 million words a day or something stupid like that. That's it's something 30 what? million and words. That's the thing. I can. I'll try find it. I'll try find it. But that I'll, would be I'll like, finish off with. That would be like. No. The study which they tried getting to in the end was it was to give money to mothers of varying amounts to see the possible benefits and possibly for future stimulus checks, effectively. Being like, for mo- like <laughs> if you were to have. It ranged from something like $80 to $300 a month or something to see if that would make a difference for kids and like learning. Did you work out how many that would be a second? Is it? It's 20,833 words a minute. <laughs> I was like, I do, a million seconds is like 11 days, so I was trying to work it backwards for that. I was like, there's absolutely no way. Unless you were just listening to Eminem on repeat on like, just as that, on, on two times speed. If you want 20,000 a year, you can bet $10,000 is going to make a huge difference. Whereas if you're on 100,000 yeah. a year, 10,000 isn't going to make any difference. Mm. That was one thing actually, I did touch on, which I'm sure you, you mentioned last week, Johnny, was... um about the whole like, money buying happiness and the plateauing of that. I feel, I feel like I think we did, we did sort of touch on this quite, uh, not extensively, but a decent amount last week. But yeah, the whole thing of like, you get to a point and then you just like, the money does buy your happiness to a point and then it kind of, yeah, definitely plateaus a fair bit. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's the stability of stuff. Oh, yeah. Johnny, John, have you got it? 30 million more. <laughs> Hear me out. It's, it's not a day. It's not a day. <laughs> but it is. By some estimates, kids from more advantaged backgrounds hear an average of 30 million more spoken words in the first few years of life compared to kids from less advantaged backgrounds. Years. Yes. Not a day. Years. Also, going out and about, being in the city, being yeah. exposed to radio and yeah. to like um, people talking and different things. Yes, it, fair enough. Well like 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if someone wants to listen to it, is how does income affect childhood brain development? And that's a TED talk by Kimberly Noble. Um, but it, it was interesting. Just it's more of a case of, you know, like how more effort and what they try to do from stuff like this studies is saying like we should put more effort into people who are parent, well, like mothers and stuff with money because. And I think a lot of people be like, oh well, they're just going to spend on whatever bad money management. But a lot of time it isn't. You know, it's that case of whether well, somebody who can only afford a bad pair of shoes every month which break but somebody's got more money can afford one pair of shoes which will last a lifetime also you can't assume that people who have more money uh, have more money because they're better at managing money which is obviously not true right in fact if anything someone who has fewer uh, has less money is probably going to be better at managing money (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm just laughing sorry i I don't know why i keep picking apart what you guys are saying today rather than actually but you just said you just said that rich people buy one pair of shoes that last a lifetime (laughs) what are you talking about have you you heard like the the thing about like the difference of like yes um, I know what he's talking about. Items. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, no shoes are going to last you a lifetime. First of all, your feet are going to grow. <laughs> no, but the idea is The concept is that a poorer person would buy, have to buy a cheaper shoes because they'd be forced to and therefore have to replace them more often and therefore spend more money in the long run. But a oh, rich person God. can afford to spend on a big good pair of shoes. That's the concept. I think it's yeah, not yeah. an example. <laughs> not I don't really like have a magic pair of shoes that last their entire life. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm going off of that, but yeah. Um, those horrifying shoes that he sprays onto himself. 
as a kid. Oh, oh, in in, in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, did you just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, great film. Can't get shoes off. And it's just, could you imagine, how sweaty would it be? Where does all the They would be go? rotten. Oh, oh. <laughs> His poor feet. Yeah. I'm going to see the porous. As a good film for anyone out there who hasn't seen it. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Would recommend. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that's an interesting yeah. take on the idea of being like how you just your your how you're brought the one thing it did say of like you know child's brain is malleable it is not set in stone you know kids brains will change so it's not like and again your people from really advantaged backgrounds can be like dumb as a box of rocks so they don't feel like you know (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be stuck in that way just because of how you are but it is the thing of it's really highlighting the importance of the you know what is needed to to better our society or also just that maybe we don't understand right we just think that a plus b equals c like our mm-hmm. oh, like good education plus you know money equals you're gonna have a good life but like there's, there's way more complicated than that um but yeah of course also johnny like, you've provided us with something to to attack so obviously we're gonna yeah, well, I, I haven't listened to the ted talk so i can't actually yeah. comment right i always I always remember somebody saying i like, always take ted talks with a pinch of salt though because in this case someone's got a, a platform and they could have done a paper just because they've done that doesn't mean it's right it's just that they whatever but yeah, it did make me think of when you said in previous episode about private schools you know you wouldn't pay money to go to private school if it wasn't going to give you a better education um, oh an advantage yeah. that's the yeah. one yeah an advantage so yeah fully it's a case of the unfair world we live in of that if you have more money it's you've got a higher likelihood yeah, yeah. no i thought that was, that was, that was really be a, yeah there'd be, there'd be a trajectory or there'd be a yeah, a correlation between the two for sure, but it wouldn't. It, I don't think it's not as equal. It's not as simple as this equals this kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's a, it's a yeah, if correlation you, though. That's the thing to take away. An average, but not a correlation. If you want to see a, a scary correlation, look at the like grades versus postcodes or something. Like oh. it can or it, something like a salary versus a postcode. I can't remember. It, and it can like predict your future salary by where you're born. <laughs> it's like, oh, and it's actually quite strong in places like America where there's very very focused um, kind of like oh man, areas where people come from that are more disadvantaged. I don't know if that's true in other countries as much or not. I just, the, the paper was from... That's the thing, we, we base so much on America. I always think they're like a cowspiracy and stuff like that. I'm like There are so many UK vegans who became vegan because of how bad the farming in America is. Not It's not about the UK, they're just like, man, it's so bad over there, I need to stop eating meat now. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't have, but it, it's funny that the idea of like America is. It just seems to be the center of the wo- center of the world. Damn media. Yeah. Uh, Alice, you've got anything more from a uh, anything wrong based on some of the questions they asked? I don't know if you guys. I mean, usually I think we ask questions, but you go in rabbit holes, and that becomes the main thing you look for. So, um, <laughs> items, lifestyle, first world behaviors, classes. Um, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> I put my notes plateauing at fifty pounds. I don't think it's fifty pounds. I think I'm at fifty thousand pounds. I think it was, yeah, that, that was the number they gave us. Like at that point, that's when you kind of the more money you get doesn't necessarily equal more happiness, but until that point, it does. So like the like jump that. from thirty to forty and then like forty to fifty is, is quite dramatic. Whereas fifty to seventy yes. and then 70 and the amount of luxury brand you spend that on, how much does that affect your <laughs> happiness? Yeah, but as well, it's the items that you buy. Suddenly, it changes from going. Being able to buy items to not being able to buy, well, from not being able to buy items to being able to buy items. And then after you get a purse, after a particular wage, then it's a case of you buying different branded 
of the same items. So it's a case of you still buy shoes, you still buy a car, you still buy a house, but suddenly everything is just like it's the exact same thing, same function, but now it costs more because you have more money. Yeah, it's still people live to the means. You know, a lot of times you get a two grand wage. People just spend two grand more a year. Mm, um, for sure. Yeah, a, a good website to check out, which I've been relatively, I think it's probably fake, but I've seen it in a while, but it's gone around different news sites and stuff, is stuarthughes.com. Just brilliant. All it is is just like iPhones, iPads, stuff like that, just covered in gold, diamonds, anything <laughs> like that, and sold for like 20 oh. grand for a phone. Um, it's just great. I have no idea if any he's actually sold any, and I saw like a, a web page about being like, mm, you live in a like somewhere in England in a kind of okay area, and you're struggling to pay. You know, you, you refunded a spoon from Tesco's for like twelve quid or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's just Wait, an a website to look at. So you you happy until you? Yeah, this is gonna be the episode where I just dig whatever you say. <laughs> Who spent 12 quid on a spoon in Tesco? <laughs> it was a pack of spoons, okay? A very, very, very large pack of spoons. <laughs> it was something that he like had a small... If you're selling like 20 grand phones, why are you like re- returning something for £10? How does anyone know that? I don't even... It was because somebody didn't need to Paparazzi just followed him everywhere to the point of <laughs> checking his receipts in Tesco. And, like, the... Hang on, I typed in Stuart Hughes. It's come up with a Canadian actor who's 61 not him, years old. Not him. English. <laughs> English designer. Um, but yeah, it was just it, proper. The whole article slated the guy, be like, he was pretty whiny. He was complaining a lot of the time. We don't like him. Um, oh, I found him. Yeah, okay. Also, I didn't realize. So UK poverty, because I did say like definition of that. One thing below it is destitution, which I've heard of, but I didn't really think of. So poverty in the UK is if you earn lower than sixty percent of the median income. So for a single person, is one hundred fifty-six pounds a week. And destitution is when it's like seventy pounds a week for a single person, um, or and it's either lower than seventy pounds a week, or you go without two or more essentials in the past month, which includes home, food, heating, lighting, clothing, shoes, Ooh. and basic toiletries. And I, interesting. The thing as well for like just general for. All, you which know, sort of was bed on that list? <laughs> it was home, food, no, just home, heating, lighting, clothing, shoes, and basic toiletries. For two months, way first. Mm. Are you trying to see if you were destitute? For <laughs> <laughs> a yoga mat for three nights. Oh, wait, what, what a struggle. Yes, poverty, this destitution is poverty so extreme that there lacks the means to provide for oneself. Hmm. In right. the UK, there's a lot of girls out there who don't go with out, um, hygiene products and they just use toilet paper or whatever, either through embarrassment or they can't afford it. Um, and I think yeah, some places are actually doing it for free, which is why is it not? Why do you give out free condoms when you can choose to do that or not? Mm. I, I appreciate the ramifications of condoms or no condoms, but um, yeah, to not have hygiene products. No, yeah, of course. I mean, something that you literally need. I mean, if all humans, and that's right, we're going to talk about those boys, like, you know, needed this thing to, you know, literally not have something dribbling out of them at some part of the day, uh, mm. to part of the, part of the month, every it would just be they'd be on the wall in restaurants, like everywhere. You know, you'd, you'd, <laughs> yeah. you just you just there'd be no there'd be like napkins and serviettes on the goddamn table. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, just take one. Like, but it's not because you know, I guess that should yeah, that's well, something we should never be close to be a luxury. If you know what I mean, that should be a complete essential. Uh, yeah, again, just have it on the walls. 
Um, so yeah, we all agree with that. I also enjoyed this entire discussion about tampons. None of us, or, or yeah, I said there were other ones, but no one actually used the word. We were like, like skating around. San- <laughs> sanitary products. So I don't know. Because it was, it was from a menstrual cup uh, Instagram thing, and I was like, yeah, no, I always think they're a cool idea because they're reusable. Have you seen those cool? Yeah, the reusable cuppy yeah, thing. Ones that... and stuff. It just seems like a good idea rather than the alternative. They're not perfect though. Pads. I think you can get infections from them or something as well. Oh really? Is that just a case of leaving them in? Like, ideal. Tampons. No, no. I, again, that's another topic. Another day. <laughs> that is... is female sanitation. I mean, can to we, be fair. Can we please have a whole podcast and we don't ever say tampon, pad, <laughs> or menstrual cup at once? Just for, uh, Welcome to three white say? guys talk about, <laughs> talk about female stuff. <laughs> Girl stuff. Um, yeah. Episode on board girls of that that should be quite amusing. <laughs> it will be. You'll probably get yeah. Um, so uh, I'll wrap it up for this week, and I'll leave you with my little fact. Um, this one <laughs> is I'm going to add three little letters to that to make to give you my fact, which is factoid. Uh, you guys may already know of it. Do you know what factoid is? Doesn't it make it not true? <laughs> yeah, so apparently in North America, it's a brief trivial item of news or information, but everywhere else, it's an item of unreliable information that is reported and repeated so often that becomes accepted as fact. For instance, like you eat spiders in sleep. Called it! Yeah, that was even in, like, I remember doing like your, your planner at high school, and it was even in there, like you eat so many spiders in your sleep. And a, a, a possible factoid, which I thought was a fact about this, was Lisa Holst in 1990 release some factoids to see if they become real and they totally did on the internet. The idea being like, will the internet, if you put something out there, will people just start to believe it's true? But then it could be that that's a factoid and that Lisa Holst doesn't actually exist. I don't know. And I tried looking into it and it's a bit of like an internet myth. Is she real? Is she not? Who knows? Oh. Uh, but yeah, factoid. Something there which is, sounds like a like fact that. and it totally isn't. Well, thanks for that fact that had nothing to do with luxury as boo, usual. Boo, boo. <laughs> End of the show. That's it, that's gonna be it, that's gonna be that was great. That was... We can add sound to it. Thank you for listening to No Idea Yet. If you like the show, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any comments, information you thought we missed, or recommendations for the future, drop us an email on noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned every Saturday when we drop on new episodes. And thank you for listening.